welcome to Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk with your host, C.J. Reynolds. What's up, everyone? My name is C.J. Reynolds, and I run this YouTube channel called Real Rap with Reynolds. And what that means is we are having real talk about education. Um, and noted, sometimes I notice things that are weird in the background. Sometimes I notice I need, I have still have to look at this Oliver Jeffers book. And then I notice that I have this, uh, remote control for this giant fake cockroach that I have, that, uh, Fernanda sent to me. He's in the other room. He, he needs to go in the attic until we can, uh, until it's we go scary. back to school. It is terrifying, man. Um, what's up everybody. Let me, uh, let me get this right. Uh, this is, you know, we're a real professional act here sometimes. Um, the whole idea here, we're really, first of all, we are glad that you're here. This is really important. And this is something that we do every Sunday. Um, and we just want to say that, like, what we're trying to do here is create a resource for educators to to get ready for the week. Sunday can often be the most daunting time of the week. And now most of us, not most of us, a lot of us anyway, have been teaching, like, virtually. I've been, like, sitting in this spot in some way, shape, or form for the last year teaching. And it's weird, man. So um, I just, I want to be a resource to you. Sorry, I'm getting uh, Jake the podcast guy. Thanks, man. Jake is texting me. Good luck on the uh, <laughs> podcast. So the, so anyway, my gosh, my head is all over the place right now. Let me just say this. All we're trying to do here is be a community of educators that are trying to support one another um, so that we can be the teachers we are called to be. That is the bottom line. And so there are tons of resources available to be able to do this. When I say tons, I mean a, a more than a few. Um, there is, this turns into a podcast. You can go right on the Apple Podcasts or anywhere podcasts are, are put and you can check it out there. You can go to our website, realrapidfinals.com. You could go to YouTube. You could watch us on Facebook. You could be part of the Facebook group. You could follow us on Instagram. You could follow us on Twitter, which I'm not really active on very much, but it's still there. Um, there's a lot to do, man. There's a book. There's You could have me come speak at your school. You could sign up for mentoring. I mean, there's like, look, the bottom line is we're just trying to create places and spaces for people to just, to, to like, we don't want you to have to go sign up for something new. Um Although, man, I will say that that app we found today oh, was fire. And I don't even remember what it's called exactly. Avatar Iffy. Yes. Avatar Iffy. It provides you the opportunity to take regular pictures and make people sing. And it is hilarious. I was already making them of students today. And I'll show them tomorrow and it will be awesome. Um, but that's it. Are you ready to jump into some questions? All you have to do, gang, if you want to ask a question, you can just go ahead and put it in the chat, put Q or the word question next to it. Um, so that I know that it's a question and then the team will synthesize that information goes through this real complex, uh, sort of algorithm thing. It's, I can't even explain it here. It's complex. And then I'll answer your question or you can, uh, follow the link that's under the video and you can, which will beam you somewhere. And that place will give you the link so that you can come on live if you want to come on and talk to me. Um, Ooh, that was a lot. That was, Are you, you ready? Know, can we answer some questions now? I haven't even had my second cup of coffee yet. I either. know. I need to go press it. It's just. It All right. Just How changed. about you give me a question while I'm answering it? You finagle some coffee. I'm going to need an extra ice cube today, though, because my <laughs> lips, are, you know, my lips are sensitive. You're so ridiculous. Okay. Okay. Um, the Billings is asking, this is part one. I've been given the opportunity to make and pilot a middle school esports 
game design class next year. Awesome. I realize you started your own class many years ago, but what advice can you give regarding starting new curriculum from the ground up? Oh, um, so I so when I started my history of hip hop class, uh, it didn't exist to my knowledge anywhere else. There was a lot of there were a lot of resources, but I had to kind of make them into resources. So I pulled a lot from uh, the, the, like I was looking over at the book now, the rap year book. I just started like looking up books about the history of hip hop. Um, looking up shows about the history of hip hop. So I pulled a lot of stuff from, there was a, there was a book that turned into a special on VH1 back in the day called Tanning of America. I pulled from that. I pulled from old interviews of hip hop artists that I liked. And so, uh, and then eventually like that just sent me down a rabbit hole of stuff that already existed. Um, to be honest, one of the things I would do is go, if you go to our Facebook group, and drop in there what you're planning on doing, I guarantee you get a response from folks that are either doing something similar, they're doing something that's the same, or they're or they've been in that position. So to there's, me, it's there's actually a really great question and conversation that's going on in there now regarding someone is building a YouTube club and they're talking about adding live streaming into it and how do you do that safely because Twitch is can be kind of a sketchy place or YouTube can even be a sketchy place. So there's a lot of like people that are building classes kind of around um, yeah. these topics and ideas yeah. in the group. So I'm just and, that there. for me, it was like taking what I needed students to know, like, so like looking at the curriculum, figure out what I need them to know. And then how could this be fun? Right. That's it. That's all I wanted to do. And that is just not how classes are created a lot of times. So it's like, how can we make this actually make this enjoyable? That's really where I jumped off from. And then that made me think about like, then you just like kind of sit with that. And then I just came up with ideas. Like, you know, what if we were, were writing poems or writing raps, um, kids are creating beats. What would happen if we had them create their own beats? What would happen if people came in and showed them how to create beats or mix records? What would happen if we had a cipher every single Friday? What would happen if we invited guests into cipher with the students to see where their skills are? Because here's some old head from the neighborhood that has actually been in the scene in hip hop to have him come in or her come in and talk to students about that. So, you know, one of the things I would look for or look into is like, I think guests make or break your class. I had a guest in the other day, this guy, Timmy Ham, who you can find on YouTube. And Timmy Ham is, um, he is a street artist. Thank you very much. Lauren. He's a street artist from Arizona. Um, and he created a brand and has worked with Vans. And right now we're doing a, a competition with Vans, but I'm going to inform everyone about later. But like they, he like came in and talked to my students about how he created Vans. Like he made his own Vans and how he designed them and how he got into art and how he went from, like, cause he was in school for law school. And so that, that discussion the other day is going to have far, a far larger impact on my students than anything I would say. Like he said some stuff that I was like, bro, I say this all the time. I say this all the time. And kids are like in the chat, like that was fire. That was fire. That was amazing. Facts. Facts, man. And I'm like, no, no. What about facts? When Reynolds said like same thing two years in a row and you're all fire now. And what was mine? Nothing. Smoke. Like, they drive me crazy. So I just think I, that's why I push guests so much. I think they're such a great thing. What you got? Oh, I had one of it. Oh, dang it. It was Deanna Owens is next. Let me just oh my gosh. find it. That <coughs> went the wrong way. Is it very hot? No, it just went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> <coughs> it's a real 
class act we have going on here. Today. Oh, I got one. Okay, Deanna Owens is asking, I'm doing a pay it forward project with my kids next month. I want to run it also as a contest in the classroom. <coughs> Each class would have a winner and one overall winner. Any suggestions for prizes? Um, all over the map with prizes. Admin and at least one community member will be the judges. Um, this is a great idea. I love it a lot. Uh, I would love to know the details behind this. Um, I think it'd be really fun <coughs> if I could stop choking to death. <laughs> and then Reynolds died right on YouTube. <laughs> it was no longer a live stream. Um, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Come on, that was terrible a terrible joke. No, that was a dad joke. You didn't. Uh, yeah, uh, I get I, it, but all right. You know, Look at Deanna Owens. Okay. I think um, I like silly stuff. I, I think. Uh, Gosh. All right. So I'm the only way I can go with this is full Reynolds. So I'm going to say one cereal uh, is a great gift. You get gigantic boxes of cereal and give them away to kids. I think yeah, but um, it's got to be awesome enough for kids to want to wait. Is it well, an optional thing? Or I not? didn't say what level oh. that particular prize would be. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Sorry. I think um, like having. Um, I don't know what kind of gaming systems or games that your students play, but like V Bucks for like uh, for Fortnite or Robot Ro, Ro, Robux. What the hell they call them? Robux Bucks. Robux. Everything's a buck. Um, we need to get some Ren Bucks. We need to create those. Can we no, we don't right. need to create anything. Edie, make a note. Let's create Ren Bucks. Um, so it'll look like Stan Bucks from. Uh, oh God, I know I'm ADD today. You really are. Uh, I think. Um, Things like that, because what that's going to do is th those are those are things like giving kids money to spend on video games is something that their parents hate doing. And I know this because I'm a parent. And I hate doing it. Um, but it is what kids want. And so it will allow them to get like some new skin on Fortnite or allow them to like upgrade their Roblox character oh, or something like that. That's a great idea. Um, I think, you know, what if you did like uh a one month subscription to Minecraft realms or something like that. I think also giving away books, giving away music, giving away um, stuff like, uh, I just, I also like dumb stuff. Like I can't get out of my head that like, what if you got like a shirt with Miss Owens on it? Um, what if you got like, I just think I, I always thought like a great prize would be a Cho shirt. Like if you got a Cho yeah. hoodie, like that would be so great. Um, it's gotta be a mix of the two, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, it's, because it's also silly stuff, but then it's also stuff that's awesome. So if you could swing it, I think like our school, like every year we give away a Kindle to a kid that like reads um, the most, I think it's the kid that had the most growth or has read the most books. Um, we have done like Audible stuff, like we've given away like subscriptions to Audible. Um, and that's really great, especially if students are dyslexic, mm -hmm. like so um yeah erica whitechurch said uh things like a smoothie shop or mm. um subway i just thought food let's do this chick-fil-a if you're Come if on, you're listening to me right now and you're not just talking to chris carson in the chat um could you <laughs> could you put in a prize that you think would win in the chat what prize would deanna owens be able to use put it in the chat uh that would be awesome and a great resource to her thank you there you go. Makes me help finding comments and questions really Listen, easy. Thank you for making my job. Well, I wanted, I was trying to help out the NO. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Adorable dogs. You can put comments. Cool. Okay. What do you got? All right. Our next one is coming from uh, Scott Ordway, and he's 
asking, what things do you decide to not grade? Mm. Oh, that's a great question. Um, this used to hurt my heart as a spouse of a teacher, like when you first started. When I would just throw whole so, assignments yes, away. it really hurt my heart and I hated it when you did it. There, someone out there is going, wait, what? Huh? What? What are they doing? What are you talking about? I'm talking about sometimes you got a stack on your desk, right? And you're grading stuff and you get to a place where you're like, you know what? You just drop it in the garbage can uh, or the recycling bin if you're more socially, if you're oh, responsible. I'll, I'll tell you right now, our school doesn't recycle. I know. We recycle, but then it just goes there. in the in the dumpster. I know. Philly's and then they better. throw it in regular trash. And I'm like, why are we? Why do I have two trash cans in my room? Why do I care? Why are kids kids getting yelled at for throwing apple cores in the recyclables? Because it doesn't matter. It just all goes in the dumpster. Um, I think uh, the way that I decide is sometimes it's I'll have students do something like. Um, take notes or a review or something along those lines. And it's like, I just, if I have the sense that everyone did it, if I have the sense that everyone participated, I just give you the grade for it. Or I don't, like I just throw it in the garbage because it's like, you still did the learning anyway. The learning still happened. But we all know that sometimes if you don't um, put put a value, like some kind of point value on like on stuff, the kids aren't gonna do it. And I hate that, right? I hate that kids have been conditioned and you can work through that during the year. You can try and get kids to be more like um, more just uh, have intrinsic motivation instead of extrinsic. But we all know that if you say points, kids jump like they, they just do. So it's put, saying there's a point value on it or I give imaginary extra credit or I have um, somebody I have another student like a like an older kid that hangs in my classroom all the time. Um, because when we're in the building, we have TAs. So everybody has a teaching assistant, uh, for several periods a day and you get to pick them. And so I just have those guys go through and they just put, um, like on the, on my seating chart, they'll just put like a check or something like that next to the names of the kids that did it all the way. Right. So like, if you did the whole thing, I don't even care what you wrote, uh, but no one knows it. I don't tell the kids that. So it's, it's really based on like, it's based on my, where my, where my own capacity is and then also on the capacity to have like is this really that important um because sometimes uh it's just not that important and you can just throw it away and it doesn't mean the kids didn't learn anything um but it just saves you a lot of time and energy and, and stuff too so yeah okay our, our next question comes from never too late to art i heard Love you that. speak about class observation before how many times during the school year are you evaluated is it a clinical observation process? So this year is, this an interesting yeah, answer. I've not been observed yet this year. I will get observed this Friday. Um, and we are using this new thing called the Danielson model, I think it's called, um, which looks like nonsense to me. Um, in the past, what has happened is I would have spontaneous observations or like someone just come in and observe me for 10, 15, 20 minutes, sometimes like that. And that would happen maybe, oh gosh, I don't know, six, eight times a year. Um, and then other times it was someone would come in for, like multiple times a year, like maybe three times a year for like my whole class. And then we would debrief on all of those meetings. And that was really useful because like for the ones that were just short, um, like my friend uh, Witter, 
who Mr. Witter would come in and Witter would uh, sit in the back. He would observe some stuff. Watch that cord. You can make that oh, light bulb. Um, and then he would uh, just shoot me a text and be like, yo, I like this. I like this. Let's talk about this later. Because like maybe he didn't understand something. Maybe he thought I could do something better. And then we'd have those conversations. And it was really great because it was it was just a conversation. It wasn't like I didn't feel like it was going in the file. It was, I wasn't getting in trouble. It wasn't a gotcha. It was just like, hey, man, I'm coming in to see how this is going. Um, in the past, and when I worked in Camden, it was just a checklist of crap that this dude would sit in the back and like have a checklist on a clipboard and just check off the things that I did or didn't do. And then when I would walk back there, because I always go back there to see like what they're really doing. And I just pretend I'm getting a marker out on my desk or something. And my man's just like shopping on Amazon. I'm like, you're not even paying attention to what I'm doing or what's happening or like giving me any actual good feedback. Um, I like observations. I, as long as they're done by the right person and as long as uh, I feel like it was a good day. Like sometimes people come in and observe like me and I'm like, I'm testing. It's like, why? This isn't a good day. Like help me grow. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what that's looked like in the past, but now we're doing this new model and it's someone's going to come in and observe me and I don't know them and they don't know me. And it's like, there's no pre observation meeting or talk or get to know you. So it's like, I don't know how that, I don't know how that works. So I got, it's like, I got to put on a show on Friday so I can keep my job. Good That's how it is. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Chris Carson's next. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting now, Chris Carson. What's up, man? Hey. <laughs> how are you? I'm awesome. Good. Awesome. By the way, I love the way we start because it talks about your body. And, you know, I read so, a comment this week that said you've, you've got you've given one body in this life and you should invest in it. I just want you to know I had doubled my investment. Oh. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's good. I'm large and in charge. <laughs> me too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, you're awesome, girl. You stand by me. You Everybody looks small. Well, everybody likes to sit by me at the faculty meetings. <laughs> Plus, there's a lot of people I cannot sit by at faculty meetings. It's just not going to work. Right. But I actually, we had a, I had a faculty meeting this week, and that's kind of what I want to talk about. I just want to first want to talk about the question and answer a question. I've gotten in this mode of starting with questions. What does it feel like when you find your place, the perfect place for you? I have been in places that that was not true, that that was not the case. And I could feel it in my bones. One that was closest school to my house of any school in this area. And I was there and I felt totally useless. Hmm. I go, now I drive about 35 minutes, which is nothing really, to uh, a school. And I teach special education in Midfield High School, which is an urban suburb just outside of Birmingham, Alabama. Hmm. Okay. Title One school, very small community of about 5,000 plus. Uh, I also, the school, the high school has about 400 students. Uh, we're going to be coming back a week from Monday. This is spring break. Maybe that's why I've got some energy. Mm. Uh, but we've got them coming back. They can choose about 60% are coming back to school. And I say home because that's kind of the way I feel about it. Uh, 
always like working with with hard cases and these kids aren't hard cases but they're good kids and i have found my home in the inner city school and uh this is a perfect place for me and we had that faculty meeting i was going to mention it was the friday before spring break 8 30 and we spent an hour to an hour and a half maybe getting a little information and laughing most of that hour and a half mm. we were having a great time we were laughing uh we were you know just just being real with each other and about the kids that aren't doing and how can we fix this and you know yeah how can we get real with them and our principal uh, one thing about i love about my principal she grew up and went to midfield high school she knows the neighborhood she knows the kids there is no cultural distinct division there she knows those people and she knows what they're living with and what they're going through and uh for her there's an awful lot of grace going out to these kids but we're also having to be real with them and you know i had to leave early from the meeting to go to a iep review meeting virtually and before i left one of the other teachers that she and i just get along so well and she called me over and i thought she was just going to ask me where i was headed off to but she said i need a hug and mm -hmm. she doesn't do that to everybody and she doesn't do that during COVID. <laughs> so uh you know we we've had two people this week lost family members and there was a lot of support given and we rabble roused and made up some money for them and uh we were cash apping back and forth and laughing and just having a great time yeah I never want to leave that place. And in fact, I've told my principal when I retire and I will retire because otherwise they're going to come in my room and go, Mr. Costa don't look so good. Yeah. And <laughs> that's the same thing he was wearing the last three days. <laughs> come think of it. He didn't move much. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, when I retire, I'm going to come back every day and walk the halls and be a sub or something. So, because that's sometimes what I do anyway. And I just, I can be around the kids and be in the rooms and help out when needed because it's such a wonderful place. And it's out there for everybody. There's a place, if you're not feeling this kind of connection, this it's almost symbiotic. If you can't feel that right now and you just feel so divided, do not be afraid to, to start you know, just feeling around and see what's what's available. Because I think that's that, it. That's needed. It's 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 not being afraid to 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 shift. Um, and I get yeah. I, I get that that's like, especially if you're an English teacher or you're a history teacher or something like that. Like we're a dime a dozen, so it's hard to find a place. But yeah, every time I've had a job, I just knew it when I walked in. Like I just knew it, and I just go with that intuition. Um, I think it's it takes getting to listen to that intuition too and like knowing that this is yeah. the spot for you. So like when we moved into the neighborhood that we live in, I knew it instantly. Like I could tell you this the place, the stoplight I was at where I just knew this is it, man. This is what I'm gonna do. Um and so yeah, I don't 
I, 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 I don't really know if people are more intuitive than others, but if you really hate somewhere, it's like, I think a lot of people do. I think it, they think it's themselves. They think it's, yeah, and it's well because that's what your admin would tell you is yeah that it was you right, right and they believe a lot it. of times anyway and a lot of people believe it i think from uh, different places that i've read and and interacted with teachers it seems like that's a thread yeah. so to know that you're at a place that's so wonderful is it's awesome that you're even aware of that like yeah because you can be so much more grateful for it once you're yeah. aware that you are in an awesome place i hope more people yeah. have the privilege to to leave places that are bad or have the ability to to look for new schools yeah and not be afraid and not be afraid of the smaller systems and smaller places mm. uh the pay may not be quite as good but they can't pay you for peace of mind and and uh, you know the warm feeling you get when you walk in the building yeah and uh i mean two years ago i lost both of my parents and and my brother shortly shortly after that a year after that Mm-hmm. Uh, those people in the building just were super supportive and they embraced me and took me in and, uh, you know, it's just been an amazing place to be. And the kids, you know, this is the first school I've ever been in as a special ed teacher where the kids don't care. They're not afraid to come in my room. Like they're going to catch something. Yeah. I've got everybody coming in asking if I can help them with this or do I have that? And I almost always do because I try to preemptively think of what the stuff they're going to need because they don't always have what they need. And I I make sure that I can, I have it to give them and uh, teachers and everybody else that that's kind of one of my goals is to be support and bring the light. So, you know, that's available for folks and I want you to find that because nothing feels any better than when you're in that right place. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Chris, thank you. Let's, Thanks for coming on. You can just saying that to remind people. I I think it's awesome. Um, I, I really felt like today was the right day to do it. And I, I appreciate you because you're always bringing light, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you so, so much. I'll talk right. to you. Soon. Love you, man. Bye. Um, okay. I'm Chris good. Carson. He's, he's awesome. Good dude. He's fantastic. You no, know, what's cracking me up is I can see Laura Green in the green room here. <laughs> I know. I'm texting her. That's looks... what I was laughing. <laughs> now she's laughing. Okay. Let's move on to um, Jane's question. Yeah. Jane is asking, have you got any advice for someone who is going straight into the classroom with no experience in September? Six weeks training. What would you focus on? Curriculum knowledge, behavior, or pedagogy? So I, it's you can. here's what you're doing. You're preparing for a trip and you can only prepare for what you know is ahead, right? So like, is it going to be like, so if you're thinking about like, who are your students? Where do they live? What is the background there? What do you need to know about the school? What do you need to know about um, what is the curriculum? Is the curriculum being given to you? Is it not? How much can you change things? Like all of that you can kind of do something with. But as soon as you meet the students, a lot of that goes out the window. Like it's figuring out how these things can, um, how are you going to teach the students that are in front of you and not the students that you thought were going to show up? Uh, I, I think that that's where teachers go wrong most of the time. So that's, I, I so what I would do is um, create an amazing space, right? If you don't have your own classroom, ask for a wall, ask for a corner. If you're on a cart, make it the greatest cart that ever existed in the history of, of school teacher carts. 
Um, and then do your research on like, you know, if, if you're not familiar with that neighborhood, like know the neighborhood because, you know, thinking that we know who certain kids are like, like, so I teach at a title one school, but Chris Carson does too, but I would be completely remiss if I just showed up at Chris Carson school and be like, Oh, I know what title one schools are like. I know what inner city living is like. It's like, I know what that's like in specifically in West Philly, not even all of Philadelphia. Um, but, and I know that specifically for my school, like the neighborhood in which I, the part of the neighborhood that I'm, that I teach in, uh, but to go to outside Birmingham, Alabama, I'm going to have no idea. So I think it's, it's doing that sort of thing. And then, um, trying to create lessons that are interesting, but then being ready for when kids show up, you can. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Keep going. You can I'm just having pivot conversations. And then make those like, all right, we're going to read these seven stories this year. We're going to, we have to create this content on math, right? It is looking at that stuff for sure. But then how am I going to make this fit for the specific students that I have? That's what I would be looking at. What's going on? You're talking to Laura Green, aren't you? I am talking to Laura Green. I'm going to do one of these again because this looks all foggy to me. Go ahead. What are you talking about? Oh, I can't. No. Well, we'll talk about it when she comes all right, on. Cool. Um, let's go to Joel is asking, how do you balance giving faith-based advice to students or even fellow teachers in a secular environment that doesn't support the foundation of those beliefs? Um, I think, you know, one of the things I love is that, uh, so let, let me say this, Joel, that I am a, a person with a faith. Uh, and the way I look at that is my whole, it's, it's just intertwined in my whole life. Like it can't, I can't get away from it. Like it's who I am. It's what I'm about. It sometimes shows, sometimes doesn't. Um, but I look at it like this, that St. Francis once said, preach always and when necessary use words. So it is not what I'm saying. It's what I'm doing. It's how I'm showing up. It is the idea that I would, when I talk about things like um, it is your attention over your advice that is important. That is, showing empathy. It's sitting with people in their time of need and caring for them like that. It's not me giving them advice or making them feel better necessarily by the things I'm saying, the advice that I'm giving or whatever. It's just me showing up and caring. Um, when I think about um, other saints, like, you know, like, like St. Patrick, like just showing up to bars and just being with people. Um, it's, it's that, it's that showing up. It's the being there. It's the never giving up. It's the always offering a hand, always like being someone that will listen, someone that will help out, someone that will talk to a kid for someone else, someone that will show, like, I don't have to preach the values of community. I'm going to show you what community looks like because we're going to work as a community together to help students get to where they need to be. So I think that that is where that comes in. Um, and I don't, you know, one of my favorite things, I didn't even know this till I was much later in life that, that Mr. Rogers viewed his, so Mr. Rogers from Mr. Rogers neighborhood, one of my greatest heroes of all time, um, viewed his channel as like, that was his ministry. So he went to school to be a minister and then realized that TV was like this much, it was a different place to kind of like expose those values to show up, to care. Uh, and it was an expression of care to children. And so, um, we can do that by, by the thoughtfulness that we put into our lessons, by, 
the the patience that we have for people by listening to folks and pay, giving them paying attention to them um and that you know i think that that speaks louder than even like quoting scripture or something like that a lot of times it is because people can see it uh it's like my friend hannah says all the time that love is a verb and so it's acting out those things not just talking about them um what you got great answer thanks uh margreen is next here she is the diva ladies and gentlemen <laughs> what's up where are, where are you i'm offshores can you hear me yeah I, i'm in new jersey <laughs> Yeah, I saw your getup. Uh, it's. I was telling uh, Jenna, it's just so funny how fast I forgot like the shitty weather and school. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. really trying hard to just not care. Well, so we were laughing. I said because I could see her on the the in the green <laughs> yeah. room in here, and I was like, "Here's." So I have her phone number, so I text her. I go, "You're so fancy. Look at you." Um, and we were laughing. He goes, "No, it's just top up, like kind of a thing." And I go, "Oh, that's the world we live in." So I took a picture of you because CJ literally has. Yeah. It's, I had to get a tissue. It's making me laugh. We were laughing so hard. CJ is in pajama bottoms. <laughs> sure, but the contrast is like, come on. He does this all the time around the house. I he wears outfits like this. That's what it is. Here's what it is. Semi-match for no. the rest of us that have to look at you. Because no. like. my legs are under a desk. I dress like a mullet, Laura Green. It's oh business gosh. on top, party on the bottom. That's what's going on. That's You're that. like a living, walking, breathing mullet. I am. Oh, this is the world we live in. And mullets are apparently cool again. Uh, right? My son's asking me if you can get a mullet. And I'm like, can we not talk about this right now? That's like, because of yeah. names. No, Who he's one it? of them. Laserbeam did it on YouTube. But yeah, mullets are cool. And I don't 100% yes. Like, whenever can you have a mullet and no one's going to make fun of you? Like, yes. If you want some mullet, yes. Yeah, no, like, no. I don't want to look like Joe Dirt. Right. Like, thank you. But everybody else looks like Joe Dirt. It's fine. Remember, like, when we used to get, the, like, did you ever get your hair wrapped with string? I have, yeah. Yes, I Yeah. See? I did. It's the I same did. thing. It's a rat tail. It's, it I mean, yeah. Yes. So is that next, right? It's, like, rat tails and mustaches? Like, no. come on. Yes. My Embrace it. He's back out. What's going on here? Oh, my gosh. Embrace it. What's going on, dude? Well, uh, my question is, is... um. I always think about plan B. I think it just turned into like, it's a, the creative side of my brain. I'm always thinking about plan B. So um, actually I erased a couple of questions. I'm not sure actually <laughs> which was the question. Do you have it? Oh, uh, what question? She said you my question. Oh, I didn't see. Oh, did you put it in the chat? I did. Uh, anyways, I'll oh, just ask this question. Um, it kind of was going along a little bit with Chris. Like, have you ever seriously thought about... Oh, this is what it was. Um, I'm kind of bummed that I don't go above and beyond like what I used to do. Like when I was young, I used to just go above and beyond. Um, and I don't know if it's age, if this happened to you, like if it's happened to you. I don't know if it's age. I don't know if it's getting burnout. I don't know if it's just being like plum tired or if it's the system. But that's yeah. my question. <laughs> no, great question. Uh, so uh, I'm going to be, how honest should I be about this? Oh, I think you should be very really honest. All right, so let's be really honest. I had a meeting with the top admin from my school uh, last week, the week before, and I was like, what the hell is this meeting about? Like, I didn't even know this guy knew I existed, right? Like, I like of all the stuff I do, I, I just am not, like, right. tell anyone about YouTube. I didn't bring up my book when I had it. Like, somebody else found out I had a book, and then all of a sudden, everyone knew I had a book. And, like, I did find out, I just found out yesterday that um, TFA 
and uh, so Teach for America and the University of Pennsylvania, their grad program, both use my videos. Bro, could you pay your boy to come speak? Like, I'm like, could you, you know? like so it's uh, so like, but so the, the folks that come from those places to come teach at my school, they know who I am. Right. But I, I don't bring it up. I don't mention it. There's no sign of YouTube going on. Room, none of that stuff. Um, so he, this guy came to me and he goes, I want to tell you, um, we, what the, how did he say it? He goes, we expected a lot this year from the senior teachers and you have not shown us anything this year. And I was like, what? And he said, and also I put on my form that I may not return next year. I'm not sure if I'm going to return. And so I said, would you like me to speak to that? And so, you know, my answer was one, um, look, we live in seasons, right? Like, like life is a, is a number of seasons. And in the season I'm in right now, I have a 13 year old and an 11 year old. And one of the things that's really hit me lately is that with Brody, he'll be 14 this summer. That means I have four more summers with my son before college and adventures and all the other stuff that comes with getting older, four more summers. I'm not sure. I'm not trading them for YouTube. I'm not trading them for school. I'm at, like, it's like, that's the time I get. And so I said to him, when my kids were little, I could bring them to school all the time. I would just literally bring my kids to school all day, Saturday and Sunday. I'd bring big wheels, scooters. They'd ride all over the school. They'd like get on the elevator and they'd be on the third floor somewhere riding around and stuff. <laughs> Um, it was awesome. My, I remember Marley running around on a big wheel with fairy wings and ninja swords coming out of the back. And they just have a blast and all day. They, I let their friends come with them. And it was great. I'm not in that season anymore. Right? I don't, I'm not in the season where I can stay at school till four o'clock in the morning. Like, because it, yeah. it just, it's not there. So that was one. And two, um, I think I'm, I go hard in different ways. Right. So it might, it's shifted. I, instead of taking my kids to all these places and doing all this stuff, I bring a lot more people in. Um, instead of like, I was telling this, one of the things I was telling the guy was like, I said, after every meeting that we have, when everyone overloads, I'm on the phone with everybody all the time. Like it's constant phone calls with me, constant text messages with me, constant unpacking things with people and helping them to, to pivot and to figure things out. So it's become much more of like a quiet coaching role. Yeah. Like then something else but like and i said and i have a business that i run like i mm -hmm. like I, teaching i cannot afford to live on a teacher salary my family of four no. could not live on a teacher salary and in, our kids in, need in school since the public school won't give us what my kid needs yeah so, so it's like um whatever you do so i i have gotten to that place i think what happens though is that you know it's it goes back to that to that piece of like self-care right that like when i'm on 11 I'm just making better decisions. So as a matter of fact, I'm taking off tomorrow, right? No one even knows about this yet. I'm going to take off tomorrow for the day because I just need it. It's going to be really nice here. Um, I'm going to go somewhere that I have planned out already by myself for the day. And like, just be there and enjoy it. And then my hope is that when I go back to school Tuesday, I'm on fire, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's really like looking at that. Now, look, I love all the hard work at school. If my kids were older, I think I'll get back there one day where I'm showing up and I'm doing all kinds of extra stuff and I'm staying extra hours. I just can't right now. So I think it's giving yourself a break and knowing that it's different seasons and that's what you're, you're focusing on. Yeah. I don't want to take too much of your time. I don't know if you can even speak to this, but if there were more of the same vibes back, like when Cho was there, like 
Yeah. I think there's different vibes that are happening right now as well. Correct. Yeah. That's, like, that's a good point. Like what Chris said, my school used to be that place. Everybody yeah. hung out. Everybody had fun. It was like, so we were, it was nonsense all the time and in like the best possible way. And right now it's not right now. Like last year, almost all of my friends either quit or were fired. And yeah. so it's like, damn, like, what, like, who am I even going back to make jokes with? Like, maybe new people, I don't know who's new at my school. That could be great. But there's something about having those old friends that you got down with and you and you communicated with. Like, that that definitely changes okay. stuff. Gotcha. So, well, I was hoping to bring some sunshine your way. So, this here awesome, you go. This looks amazing. Yeah, Wherever you are is like, you know. It is. Whenever you guys get to spring break, like, oh, my gosh. Soak it up. Next week. Next week. Ours is real short this year, though, for some reason. So, oh. I don't know. That's why I'm making mine longer and just taking off on random Mondays. So. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Pre-break. All right. Talk Bye. to you. Bye. Um, Laura with the diva outfit on today. She looks it. fantastic like that. She does. I love hats like that. I'm just not brave enough to wear them. Uh, I am. I'll wear them. Okay, you wear them. Cool. Let's um, go to summer. Stephanie Shook has a question. I wasn't sure if it was for everybody or for like the chat or for you, but uh, she's asking: Has anyone tried uh, gamifying their grades, power ups, reverse grading points, level ups? I think I want to try it for our next unit to engage the kids more. They still refuse to do the work. So I think we, she and I talked about this before on here. Um, and my two resources would be Michael Matera's book. Um, explore like a pirate yeah maybe right yeah and john meehan's book which is called oh snap ed adrenaline adrenaline rush, rush. uh both of those guys kings in their field it is what they do yeah follow um, them like on follow meehan john twitter. meehan on on twitter uh and you can just hit him up with questions um, and if you tell him and let I me mean, name drop when you got to right so like tell him like hey cj reynolds sent me over uh to ask you this question and that, you know, I don't know, you'll get a golden ticket. Um, but, uh, he's really great. And then, um, uh, explore like a pirate. Uh, why am I forgetting his name? All of a sudden? I just Matera. said it. Michael Matera has a YouTube channel. Also, you can go check out, like just type in, I think it's Mr. Matera. He has all kinds of stuff and he makes videos based on some of the games and stuff that he does in his classroom. That, that, that would be my two resources. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's it. We don't have any more. Cool. I know it's been Questions, slow, but you can answer. The... It's been slow. I feel like um, it's just like I don't know, man. We're, this this is all day. This used to be this was a novelty when we were doing it, and now it's like this is what your whole life looks like. Is a Zoom call. Yeah, nobody wants to be online. So, they don't have to be, especially no. when the weather's getting nicer for some folks. No, and they um, shouldn't be. Go outside. Yeah, That's absolutely. what I'm going to do after this. I'm going right out to. Well, actually, we're going to go to the gardening center so I can get some grass. And then start working on the garden and clean the grill. And pick up my order. Clean up the grill. And um, yeah. So real quick, let me ask a question if you can answer in the chat. Because um, I'm just trying to get a sense of, of if anyone's used this. Has anyone used Ving? V-I-N-G. Does anyone know what this this is? No, well, I no, it's fine. Okay. I'm just talking about it. Um, there is a little, there's a little deal going on there. but uh, But it's not a money-making opportunity um but i'm just wondering if anyone heard of it what it is is like a way for 14 to 18 year olds to give uh gift money to folks in need and so 
Uh, and uh, we're going to do a whole thing on it, but I just didn't know if anyone knew what that was. So look, let me leave you this, folks, as, as we're Wait, ready I to get I have another question. Okay. And, I, and you're, you just keep talking, so you don't let me actually direct you. Here, you're, you need to you're 100% read our right. winners. We have winners, oh. and we have another question. Oh, all right. Which one do you want to do first? I want to do winners first. Oh, okay. There you go. This week's winners. These are folks that last week I said, if you went over to the Facebook group, uh, Real Rap with Reynolds, Teacher Talk on Facebook right there there that was smooth um and we wanted to give uh three books away to principles that you felt needed uh my book teacher class off the real rap guide to teaching um and so those winners are lauren sauls krista marie and den weldon um uh so uh edie well, i'm just gonna say Edie said edie said uh we'll message you on <laughs> Facebook and get your addresses. So watch out for the message. So that's Lauren Sauls, Krista Marie, and Dan Weldon. Uh, you won the the three <laughs> copies of the book. Um, we're going to do this again. I like this. But Edie, Edie told me I have to come up with ways to give books away and not just spring it on her. And that's fair because Edie does a lot of work and she's really great. Well, we remember. also look like idiots when we're like trying mm -hmm. to figure it out here instead of. I think we just look excited. We're just excited about this stuff. I like giving stuff away. You are it's excited. Fun. I think that's fine. Okay, let's go answer right, someone's question. Uh, let me get back here. Oh, wait. What was the other drawing she put on there on the bottom? Um, that was different. When okay, all right. Contest all right. Go for it. Um, this is an anonymous question. Um, it, I have a student who's really struggling this year. They express concerns to me about their home env environment but the Department of Social Services says it checks out and they need to just stay until they're 18. Any suggestions? I think the only way to help a student deal with that is to help them come up with a plan for what's gonna happen next. What you don't wanna have is have a kid that is living at home. Um, so look, if, and this is if you've tried everything, you've gone to social services, you've talked to the school counselor, the administration knows, like the people that need to know um, that could really do something about this need to know about these things. I think if you have a kid that's in a situation that they are stuck in, that they can't get out of, and it's damaging in some way, shape, or form, what you need to empower that child with is to let them know that they have power, that when indeed they are 18, they will be able to leave, but what are they going to leave to? What are they going to do? And so what they can do is create a life for themselves and for the people in their family that they care about and they want to bring along for the ride to that's going to be the life that they dreamed of. Now, I think what happens is when you have a 16, 14 year old that is um, that has several years to go, that seems so far off, right? When you're an adult, four years feels like nothing. Four years when you're a kid feels like everything. And so you are sitting with that kid and what I would do is help them dream. I would help them dream about what they want. What do they want to do with their lives? What do they want to spend their days doing? What do they want to own? Who do they want to be with? Where do they want to live? Do they want to have a dog? Do they want to pay for their mom's mortgage? Do they want to drive a new truck? Do they want to have a tiny horse named Kevin? And they ride back and forth to the copy machine to get copies because it'll be awesome. Like, what are all the things you want to do? And then put them on something. Like, like whether it's a vision board, whether it's a whiteboard, whether it's a, a Google slide, whatever it is, have those pictures, price those things out, and then reverse engineer them. How am I going to get there? 
So what do you want to do with your life? Because if you want to be a nurse or a doctor or an engineer or a hip hop star or a YouTuber or, you know, a journalist or, you know, whatever you want to do, how are you going to get there? Let's reverse engineer that. And because what, if you don't know where you're going, if you don't, if you just want to be successful, you want to be a business person, you want to be like an entrepreneur at what, bro? Like start now. And then what you're doing is empowering that student and not so that they're not dreading the next four years. They're actually getting excited about it because they're seeing what they're going to become. And they know it's just a time. It's a waiting game. And I think that sometimes those kids can allow that, that hurt, that, um, that lack in their lives. If you, if they can harness that and use it to drive them instead of crush them because they have a dream, they know where they're going. They know what they're getting after. I think that when you're in positions like that, it's game on. Like nobody can touch you because your drive is so strong. Then, and I've said this before, then algebra, even if you hate it, becomes something that you are, it's part of the game. That learning French or Spanish or getting A's or getting a full scholarship, a full ride to a school so you don't have to, because it's part of your plan that you want to get out of college and not have debt so you can start living the dream that you want to live immediately, then that's part of the game now. And so those kids have an advantage because they have a push. They have a drive that no other student's going to have. Not a rich kid, not someone whose parents love them. Like it is on some level an advantage because they are allowed, they have this fuel that's going to push them into, into the places and spaces that they dream of being. But it's one, getting real clear on what your vision is and two, getting real clear on how you're going to get there. And that I think is the gift that you give to that student. And then at the end of the school year, you're not done with them. It's someone you follow up with. You can, you continue to move forward with so that they are kind of just um, knowing that someone's got their back the whole time. Um, and I, so I think that that's how you get down with those kids. Anything else? Are you just texting your friends over there? Mm -hmm. You texting Laura Green mm -hmm. now? She's, she's saying, she's saying goodbye. All right, cool. All right, gang. Um, <laughs> That's it, right? Yeah. Cool. That's it for the week. Look, it's the end of the year, everybody. Sort of, kind of, but doesn't really feel like it. It's like a little bit too long to be the end of the year, but the weather is getting nicer. Do something for yourself, man. Use your sick days. Call out a day. Like, it's cool. Go do something because what that's going to do when we think that we're just staying in school and we're putting in all these long hours because it's for the kids, which is what it should be, that if we don't have it in us to give, then what are you doing? Like you have to, you have to take care of yourself first, find ways to do that and find ways to, to like, if the days are really hard, look for things that will fill you up so that you can stay balanced in that. Whether it is, you know, hearing your children laugh, taking your dog for a walk, walking through leaves in the woods, going to the ocean for the day, eating a piece of pizza or ice cream, like, like doing the things that you love because it's going to balance that stuff out. Um, and then. And then when you go back to school, you're going to be able to operate on such a higher level and this stuff that stresses you out just won't stress you out so much. Um, so that's it, gang. I hope you have a really wonderful, wonderful week. Um, that's it, right? Yeah. That's it. Peace.